Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for joining us today. That's right. We're the Satellite Sisters. <laughs> I, I say that because every week we have new listeners, Julie. And well, it's very, very, nice. very exciting. So our audience continues to grow. Uh, we've been doing this for a long time. But if you're new to us, we are happy to have you. We're five real sisters that live all over the place. But we think of the Satellite Sisters as an extended group of the people that have been with us for years, listening to the show or frequent guests on the show or contributing to the show in some way. So welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. Uh, I'm a mom with two kids. I'm also a writer, a novelist, and uh, I, I actually edit the show. So thank you very much. <laughs> yes, she, you should get a full credit for that. Leanne. Thank you. Yes, because it's uh, it's not easy sometimes. I'm the Most technical times. mastermind behind the operation, which explains a lot of things. Uh, Julie Dolan is in Dallas, Texas. Uh, you're a mother, a grandmother, a wife, mm-hmm. uh, community volunteer. Volunteer and mm-hmm. really the one with just the, the largest sweater collection we have here at the Satellite Sisterhood. <laughs> I've got it all in turtlenecks, twin sets, uh, you name it. I've got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, today uh, we like to go deep on shallow topics on Tuesday. And today we just have a compendium of tidbits uh, mm-hmm. that we've managed to string together to make up a show. Wouldn't you say, Julie? So we're yes. going to cover it all from Alzheimer's Month to TV talk, to how to clean your hotel room, which it should seem like someone else should clean your hotel room, but apparently (laughs) Julie's got a list. Oh, no. (laughs) We've got uh, news from the Satellite Sister archives and uh, Korean skincare secrets. So you're not going to get that on just every podcast, let me tell you. You're certainly not going to get that on Meet the Press, which is the podcast that we currently rank one slot above at Stitcher. So let's just keep ourselves ahead of Meet the Press, all right? Jill? Okay, Leanne. Okay, well, we're going to start off with a Meet the Press topic because today is Election Day, Leanne. Yes, Have it you is. Voted? Have you been out to vote yet? No, I had to come here and do this show, Julie. Uh, so it's only 8, 8.30 in the morning. So I'm going to vote okay. later. Uh, first of all, I have to find my voting place and then I'll vote. <laughs> Well, okay. They okay. move it around a lot. They move it around a lot. So that's that's that should be good. That does not suppress the vote by moving it around. Anyway, well, today <laughs> is election day. I've actually voted early. I don't know why, Leanne. Maybe because we were doing the podcast. I just like to get my vote in early. Yeah. So I went last week. Um, and we oh have- really early oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have voter ID now yes, in the state I know. of Texas. Yeah. Yes, so so that was um, that was a hurdle for me. Uh, I do have a driver's license. I have multiple forms of identification. But as you know, I moved this past year. Right. And yes. somehow I had failed to update yeah. the election rolls on my new address. So I was uh, selective in the form of ID that I brought to the um, to the polling place, Leanne, because I'm sure I didn't you're want... not the only one that's run into this. You know, women who've yeah. gotten married uh, for some reason yes, they're taking things happen. Things yes. happen. Yes. So so uh, I went with my passport because there's no address. On <laughs> <Yeah. it>. Okay, <laughs> and I could see I stumped the polling uh, volunteer there. He's like, "Whoa, a passport? Oh yes, that is accepted." Okay, yes. I mean, I knew it was one of the like. 10 forms of ID yes. that, that are acceptable. But I could see that I was the first one that had showed up with a passport. Mm-hmm. And so he was a little excited about it <laughs> because it was something a little different. It was out of the normal. So, uh, but we got it done and I was feeling good about it, Leanne. And I had, um, uh, because I knew I had to go through the whole ballot. We have electronic ballots. We had a lot of propositions. I had been to Costco earlier in the week and bought myself a new set of readers. They have excellent reading glasses at Costco, Leanne. I know you're the youngest sister. This is not an issue for you. No, it's not. I don't go to Costco, so that's why it's not an issue. Okay. okay. Well, you might if you ever started wearing reading glasses because they have, Leanne, they have excellent 1895. You get a pack of three. So they're great. And these are, these are stylish. You sound so old when you say that. (laughs) Well, I'm telling you, not as old as, wow, (laughs) not as old as I looked, Leanne, because I wore my new readers to, uh, to the polling place. And while I had taken them out of the, um, clamshell packaging, (laughs) I had failed to take off that little film strip that they put on the lenses. (laughs) 
that had the prescription strength. So nice. mine said 1.75 wow. on uh, my glasses. I've been wearing them that way for a week, Leanne, and no one, no one. <laughs> That's like the eye care equivalent of driving around with your blinker on for an hour. You understand that, right? I know. I just, I noticed it this morning. I was like, whoa. Okay, there I was. Yeah. That's like keeping the big size strip on your clothes from the gap, you know? Yes. And you're like, how yes. long have I been walking around with those L's on my back? Yes. How long has that been? So, okay. 1.75. Wow. She's voted. All righty. Okay. Please stay with us. If you're new to the show, stay with us. We get younger as the show goes along. (laughs) Okay. I I believe that other people who have bought readers, they may have experienced the same thing. It's very easy. Okay, stop. Yeah, it's not that easy. Okay. Well, this is a wonderful segue into a much more serious topic that I really did want to mention. It is November, and you know November is Alzheimer's Month, Leanne, Mm -hmm. and I want to mention... Um, uh, two things. Uh, first of, well, three things. First of all, many of our listeners know that our father died of Alzheimer's, and uh, but there are two things that are out that I think are going to be worth um, checking out. One is a new documentary about Glenn Campbell. Did you know he? You you knew he had Alzheimer's? Yes, yes. Right, and, and they, they filmed his last tour. I understand. They, they they filmed his last tour. Originally, the family wanted to just do you know, to do uh, like three shows because that's all they thought that was all that Glenn was going to be able to do. But he ended up, because of the overwhelming fan support, he ended up doing like 50 of these final, on his final tour. But the family in particular was interested in doing a documentary because they knew that he was failing, but they, and they wanted to be very upfront about you know what was going on with uh, with Glenn Campbell, because, and and that it was attributable to Alzheimer's and not, not alcohol, because right. he had battled alcoholism. Um, but they have a new movie that's come out called "I'll Be Me." It's a documentary. It just opened, and one of the you know interesting things about this documentary um, is that while Glenn Campbell was really struggling off stage. That when he went on stage to perform um, with his family and with all of these musicians that he's worked with for years and years and years, he was perfect. Hmm. He could remember everything because music, as we know, you know, that was our common, that was our experience with our dad that, you know, even as our dad's memory failed, he could still sing a Neil Diamond song, right? right. I mean, yeah. he knew all the words to, you know, to songs and music really was, you know, such a, um, such a, still such a gateway to him was through music that he really enjoyed it till the day he died. He really liked that. So I think that's a movie that I'll, you know, I really want to check out. Glenn Campbell was not able to make the premiere um, he is in um, he is in sort of an ex- extended care situation mm-hmm. now, um, but that looks good. There's also a new book that um, that looks very interesting. It's written by Meryl Cummer, and it's called Slow Dancing with a Stranger: Lost and Found in the Age of Alzheimer's. And that this is a story. Uh, Meryl Cummer is some kind of journalist, and she ma- and she was married to a doctor. Her husband had early onset uh, Alzheimer's. He was diagnosed at 58. And, and so she wrote a book about her experience with this. And just uh, what I liked about it, at least with the synopsis that I read, is that she's like very candid about about, you know, about the various stages of Alzheimer's that, she, you know, she said initially she used to just run interference for her husband, mm-hmm. that she could see that he was kind of struggling with some stuff, but she could cover it up. But she writes in detail about the confusion associate, you know, that her husband experienced, and then also the anger, you know, and paranoia. Right. And these are things that, you know, um, that our father suffered with, mm-hmm. and that many Alzheimer's patients suffer with that, you know, is, you know, are, it's, it's really a battle, and uh, um, it is not a disease for many people where they just sort of fade away into silence. Uh, and she writes about that, and she also writes about, you know, that her husband was kicked out of a number of it was kicked out of a residential facility because he was acting, you know, because he was getting so angry. 
and that her goal now she is you know she cared for him at home finally that was the only way that she could do it i know but she said because she said there were no options right she is hoping that through writing this book and that bringing greater awareness about the full range of the disease that you know that future generations as they suffer from alzheimer's they deserve better options. And this is something that just, you know, really struck me, Leanne, when I read that. And I, you know, because we really struggled with, you know, finding care options for our parents. There right. aren't there aren't enough good care options for people with Alzheimer's. So the name of that book is Meryl Cummer, Slow Dancing with a Stranger Lost and Found in the Age of Alzheimer's, and Glenn Campbell's new documentary, I'll Be Me. So something to think about in the month of um, November. You know, also on that note, I had actually a little segment I put together called basically From the Satellite Sister Archives, because there were a couple of stories in the news this week that just reminded me of some of the work experiences we've had at Satellite Sisters. And you may have just discovered us on the podcast, but we have been doing a show together since 2001. We started developing the idea in 1998 or so, uh, actually 1996, and then recording our first uh, really bad hours of radio in 1998. <laughs> and uh, so over the course of our career, we've we've had some unexpected business partners or uh, opportunities. And one of it was, of course, we started on public radio. WNYC was our home station, so it was a natural fit for the Satellite Sisters to talk to the Tappet brothers. So uh, the first year of our public radio show, we did have the opportunity to talk to Click and Clack. And, of course, Tom Maglioza of the older of the brothers died, uh, it was announced yesterday, of, um, you know, uh, complications from Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people were very surprised that he had it. They stopped doing the show in uh 2012. But Julie, when you mentioned that thing about um, Glenn Campbell, that's what I was thinking when I heard about uh, Tom yesterday, Mm -hmm. that my guess is, you know, the disease didn't progress so fast in two years, but he was able, I'm guessing, to keep it together in the studio, that that was such a familiar setting. He had such a high comfort level. They've been doing the show for 25 years that he was probably able, you know, to work even if uh, things outside of work were not that great for him. So that was sad news. But remember that when we talked to them, it was all I remember is uh, what was Julie? A lot of laughing, right? We had a lot of laughing. I was thinking about him as well, Leanne, because that is such a great show. They were, you know, they're great brothers together. And when the brothers talk to the sisters all i remember is laughing i can't remember what the no. top was yeah it, it's like sisters laughing at the brothers <laughs> and then brothers laughing at the sisters and then sisters and brothers laughing together so i'm not sure it was great radio uh, but it was really fun to talk to them Yes. So we're thinking of him. It was, uh, that's a special memory for us. Also though, in the news, some more positive news. One of our earliest business partners, uh, was women.com. It was, uh, a website obviously, uh, that went bust in the tech bust. And so actually they gave us money to produce the first season of Satellite Sisters. But before we even got on the air, they were gone. They were gone. But one of the women at women.com was a really smart tech executive called Lisa, named Lisa Stone. And she went on to found another very successful company called Blog Her. Now, I've spoken at Blog Her. People around uh, in the Satellite Sisterhood have been to the Blog Her conferences, have, you know, blogs on Blog Her. It's a really successful groundbreaking platform to allow women who wanted to express their points of view on anything to have their blogs published and then read by lots and lots of people. And over the years, they developed advertising and conferences, and they really changed the face of blogging, particularly for women. And they just sold Blog Her, uh, Lisa and her two partners, for 30 to $40 million this week, Julie. So how fantastic is that? That's good, Leanne. I like that. I think that's I congratulations to them. Yeah. And, you know, it speaks to the idea that sometimes you're not an overnight success, that it is years and years and years of hard work, um, but she was always out front. And, you know, uh, congratulations to her. That's yeah, great. no one worked harder than her. And so, um, you know, when I read the news yesterday, I very quickly sent her an email, and she must have just been sitting there before she had to do all of her interviews and stuff. So she emailed me right back about how excited she was, how 
how nice it was to hear from me. Let's talk next week when things settle down. So uh, just very happy for the blog, her team. So good for them. And one of our earliest supporters, Lisa Stone, doing what she has to do. And then in another sort of bizarre <laughs> universe... Uh At one point, the Satellite Sisters developed a TV show with Lisa Kudrow. That's right. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Phoebe Buffet of Friends. and meetings with her in Hollywood. Yes. Yes, we were there, (laughs) sitting around in a conference room. Yes. Uh, So she actually, at one point, had the rights to Satellite Sisters, and we were developing it as, well, many things. It was an hour dramedy. It was a half-hour show. You know, at one point, we were all doctors at another so it's a lot happening uh, with the TV development, but it stuck in my mind because she had just come off of Friends, and then she and her producing partner and Michael Patrick King, who did Sex in the City, produced a show called The Comeback. It was a short-lived show on HBO, but it was hilarious. I loved it. It was uh, about a woman who like had been like a big TV star in the 70s and then was trying to make a comeback, but she had no sense of really where she was in the Hollywood hierarchy. So she had just abandoned everyone on the way up and now was like fighting to get the mom roles on a sitcom. But it was really one of the first sort of shows that made you like wince and be uncomfortable. It's that first genre of uncomfortable comedy, which is uh-huh. now very common when you watch shows like the Larry David show or the British version of The Office or the new version of The Office. Like now that sort of style of single camera comedy is everywhere. But the comeback uh, only got eight episodes and then it was canceled. So I remember our first meeting with her was right after they announced the cancellation of the show. And you could see that they were, she and her producing partner, Dan Bukatinsky were like visibly upset. Like they actually had a hard time talking about it. I mean, we didn't want to talk about it a lot, but we were so nervous around her. Like we we were well, so see, Leon. We had been with Lisa Kudrow as well at the Gracie Allen Awards. Yeah, because she won a Gracie for the comeback, and she had to That's give right. a very bitty, bittersweet acceptance speech yeah. because the show had been canceled by then. Right. And okay, again, and that her partner Dan Pukatinsky, who we all know if you watch House of Cards on Netflix, is was a leading character on that. Oh, he, he plays- was. Yes, he's in scandal he's too. Oh, I, yes, didn't he, yes, oh, I didn't know yes. that. I didn't know that. Okay, so, I don't watch House Cards. So yeah, no, I mean it was just it, it was interesting. And now I mention it because now the comeback is getting a comeback, a very rare TV occurrence where they are actually back in production. The show will be on HBO this week. They've assembled the team, and so uh, good for them. So there you go, some news from the Satellite Sister archive. Some sad, but uh, two happy pieces. So that's great. It'll be fun that to is- watch that show again. Very good. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting (laughs) rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do from their in-depth consultation to their made to order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair is really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. 
And prose is spelled P-R-O-S-E. Prose.com slash sisters. Thanks, prose. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like... going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. So, Lynn, we know you've got a big trip planned, a family trip uh, planned for the holidays. So you're going to be staying in some hotels uh, as you travel uh, for the holidays, yes? Yeah, just one hotel. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I, um, I, uh, my eyes caught an article uh, that came out this month um, in uh, Real Simple magazine on how to de-germ a hotel room, okay? Now, we, I mean, this is something that people have talked about in the past, but what, what they're now recommending is when you travel, if you're really concerned about germs, and we all should be, right, is that you should pack a travel size Lysol disinfectant spray, some alcohol or wipes, um, slippers, and a clear plastic bag. Okay. Are you with me, Liam? Oh, that's unbelievable. I never thought to bring my own disinfectant spray. Okay. Well, you, you might want to do that because they say, number one, as you arrive, okay, the, the, like hot spot number one that you do not want to touch is the doorknob to your hotel room. Okay? Oh, this is now filthy. Okay, it has it's all kinds of germs and pathogens, and that you you're not even in your hotel room, and and you're going to be infected. And it doesn't matter whether you're staying in a five star hotel or you know you're staying in a budget hotel. That you know it really people has are to- dirty at both. <laughs> People are dirty. People are germy. Yeah, even so, rich so people are germy. Yes, and if by any chance that you happen, according to this article, if you happen to touch your doorknob, uh, whatever you do, do not touch your face, oh. do not drink, or until you have washed up. So you've got to wipe down the doorknob, go immediately into the room, and I guess start to uh, wash up. Now the next thing you need to, need to do is obviously just inspect the room, see how, you know what the general level of. Uh, um, cleanliness is okay and with a um with a toilet seat when you should go check out the toilet seat and even if it has one of those sani strips on it right do not believe those okay Okay. do not you need to spray with a tissue this is like such up she our sister sheila's out yes with a tissue you should spray that seat down do not even think about that with a glasses i don't understand well you should hold it because you have to lift up the seat oh i see okay Do not, you're not touching anything in the room okay, yet, Leanne. All right. You're in your hotel room, but you're not touching anything, and you're certainly not touching your face, right? Okay. No, I'm not, okay. Julie. Okay. Okay. Now, those maybe you want to drink a water. It's been a long trip, or you want to make yourself a cup of coffee. Don't do it, Leanne. Without oh, really? Hand washing. That's what they recommend. Hand washing with hot water, all the glasses, cups, and mugs that are in the room. Okay. 
I'm beginning to wonder why is why are hotel rooms dirtier than say a restaurant cup or a public restroom? Or is this just this is just like you're on hotel be, rooms? You're, this is you know this this was an article put together by microbiologists okay. um, at a number of university to okay. fend off filth. Okay, filth. That's what okay. they're talking about. All okay, right. no, no. Of course, you are not going to touch the bed. Okay, you know that, Leanne, because I do remove it, that thing from the yeah, bed. You, yeah, you want to go ahead and remove any kind of bedspread. Um, you know, the duvets they tend to be a little safer because they can, you know, they can wash the covers and everything. Right. But what this article is recommending, and I want to know if you do this, is that you should go in and essentially. Take the whole bed apart. You need to lift up no, the mattress <laughs> to look for the bed bugs and look for other stuff, um, no. blood stains. No, stop, stop, okay. no, stop. We're it. not doing that. Stop it. Doing... Okay. All right. Well, what? Here, how about this, Lynn? What about the drapes? Have you ever opened the curtains in in the? Yes. Uh, in a... Don't do it, Lynn. <laughs> Hands off the drapes. Okay, because according to this article. They uh, attract a lot of debris. Okay, I don't that's know what gross. debris. I stop. <laughs> Is there anything going forward that's not gross? No. Okay. Okay. No. okay. Even the shower. You think okay, the shower that's going to be pretty clean. They're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Do not get into that shower unless you take a lot of their like shampoo soap, put it in the uh, bo- you know in the in the sh- in the yeah. shower bottom, and run hot water for like ten minutes. Because it might be it might be disgusting in there, or better yet, bring your flip flops to wear in the shower. Okay, I, I just don't believe that that people are do, doing all of this. No, who would know? But they they admit that okay, one of the dirtiest, germiest things everybody knows this is the remote control. Yes, and this is what you use the plastic bag for, Leon. Okay? Oh, see now because it's they said it's impossible to clean the remote control oh, really? because of all those little buttons you're yeah. never going to get all the germs and, oh, okay. and gunk and debris out of the remote control so what you do is you slip i guess using a tissue you slip the remote control into a plastic bag and then use it okay that seems that's actually a pretty good idea i'm going to do that at my house like i can't that <laughs> our remote control I mean, I try to stay on top of it, but with the three boys, ugh. I don't know. I This is like so much. It's like if you really have that much right. level of concern about germs, I really don't think you should stay in hotels. Right, or you shouldn't go anywhere. I'm sure there's the same stay. germs in people's houses when you use their guest bathroom. Yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, not you see, it's not just the hotel. Yeah, but they, I mean, these, these, you know, the worst illnesses that you can contract from a hotel room include staph infections, okay. you know, okay, which I know you're. I had one. With. I had one of those. Okay. So, so you might, I know for, you might, I'm going to get Liz, this is what I'm going to get Liz for, uh, for Christmas. And it's now the perfect gift. I'm going to get her some travel size Lysol and a yeah. plastic bag. How about yeah, that? That is Spikes. a good gift for Liz. Yeah. She spends a lot of time in hotels. She does. She does. So I, it just makes me feel worse, though. I, I know. I really, thanks I, for I just, sharing. I, okay. Thanks for sharing. Okay, <laughs> Leanne. Well, let's move on. Maybe you'll do better with this. I Also, in the same issue of Real Simple, uh, which I really bought not to clean because I was interest, interested in cleaning articles. I, I was interested in uh, doing a lovely Real Simple floral arrangement for Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. they had some ones on the cover. Yes. But yeah. they had a quiz in here, Leanne. And I, it's eight cleaning mistakes you may be making, okay? Again, this is from a team of cleaning experts, okay? I took the quiz, Leanne. Didn't do very well, okay? <laughs> so I want to see if you do any uh, differently. Okay. okay, first thing on the quiz, Leanne, do you place all of your utensils in the dishwasher facing the same direction? No. Oh, okay. Okay, so you get a point for that because okay. if you do... That's bad, okay, because spoons in particular, if they're all in the same direction, then the spoons will, in fact, spoon together, and you won't get them as clean, okay? Ha! The origin of the word spooning. Okay, yes, got it. That? Okay, how about that? All right, you got that. Number two, when do you wash your windows, Leanne? What, what kind of day? Sunny day or cloudy day? Mm, when my mom's coming for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so not lately is what I would say for that. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to give you partial credit for okay. that because glass cleaners dry up much more quickly in direct sunlight. So it is really better 
to um, and that it results in more streaking if it's drying uh, too quickly. Okay. Again, not that we're cleaning our windows. So yeah. let's move on to number three. Leon, do you cleaning spray? Do you spray it directly on the surface on your counters? Yes. Okay, that's wrong. That is okay. totally wrong. You get no points for that. That method is okay in some, you know, extreme conditions when you have extremely dirty surfaces. Uh-huh. But for everyday use, you're, um, it, it, it's too much buildup. You're supposed to put it on a cloth or a microfiber thing or something like that. Okay. It's okay. okay. Number three, Leon. do you clean barehanded? No, not anymore. I use nope. gloves. Yeah, I use gloves. Okay, Lean, you are. Well, I had a staph infection, Julie, <laughs> on my hand. So, yeah, no, I use gloves. Okay, okay, yeah. all right. You, you're, you're doing fine. Okay, okay. How do you treat um, treating liquid stains on a carpet? What, what's your, what's your? Um, you have to, you know, spilled a glass of red wine, yeah. coffee. What? How, how are you? Oh, well, I'm laughing because there's a giant coffee stain on my carpet right now, <laughs> and I was looking at it last night. I was thinking. How am I going to get that thing out? It's been there like two months. So okay. I would say do the club soda method uh, with limited success. Okay, Leanne. Well, again, partial credit on that. Yes, you're supposed to use club soda. You're really supposed to like, you, but you have to treat the underlying area. You just can't treat it superficially. It seems like you're just treating it superficially. So well, how uh, can you get under a carpet without taking well, a carpet? No, no, no. You have to really douse the spot with club soda or ice water. Okay. Plot it. And then douse again. Oh, and dousing. Blah. I can do dousing. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> it may be too late. <laughs> I think okay. it is. All right. Do you uh, do you own or do you, do you possess toilet brush cleaners? Uh, and uh, what are you doing with them after you clean your toilet? Are you putting it right back in the holder? I usually let it dry. Oh, okay. Okay, because that's the right answer. There. Yeah, okay. Okay. And that's just gross. Let's just move on. Yeah, those okay. are gross. Mm-hmm. Seven. What do you do? You considered a do you consider a rinsed sponge clean? No, it should be okay. dry. I like to okay. dry it out. Okay, so you like to dry it out. Yeah. Okay, good. No, you're getting some points here. Lynn. I know. Okay. And finally, <laughs> vacuuming pet fur. How oh. do you, what's your, what's your method for vacuuming up Mika's Mika? Your not Mika. Mia. Mia's, yeah. Mia's fur. You know what? She has so much fur. I have to first. I have to. I, she the German shepherds or German shepherds. So I use. I mean, first I have to sweep, and then I get the vacuum out. There's a sweeping, and then the vacuum. And I. It's not even worth it to put the end. I just use an attachment to get. Oh, Leon, that is the right answer. Oh my God! I can't believe it. I thought I had done it wrong. Okay. Leon, you you did very well on this quiz. That's Sometimes exactly... I just vacuum the dog. I'll no, be honest. You cannot, you can, well, you can do that too, but use standard vacuuming. Does All it does is blow the fur around. Yes, okay, that is what I have found. You have to use the attachment. Okay, link. all right. Now, if you came to my house, you would not think I had scored so well on this cleaning quiz. <laughs> I think frequency is not where it should be. But uh, when I do clean, I feel like my methods are right on. Okay, Leon. Well, I'm very impressed, and Thank I think you. you did well. Uh, you're you were always a, a good test taker. Uh, so, <laughs> congratulations. That's true. My cleaning SATs scored very high. Yeah. All right, Julie. And now I have some information for you to share. Uh, and this is on skincare. Is that where we're going next? I think oh, so. Sure. Right? Yes, I love skincare. Yep. All right, I know. So uh, I saw this article in the New York Times. South Korea exports its glow. Skincare products from South Korea catch on in the United States. And it caught my eye because I have my friend Susan, who is Korean-American, and she is constantly bringing me things from those Korean markets. Like every, that's part of their tradition. And in any way, uh, Koreans, many Asians, actually, every time you see them, they give you a gift. Um, it's fantastic, I have to say. <laughs> that is good. It's great. I I just, I love it. Um, so, uh, but um, I have all these lotions and potions and things from Susan, and she has been my guide at the Korean Day Spa, where we've talked about on Satellite mm-hmm. Sisters with the expense, extensive scrubbing and rubbing and slathering. So here's some things uh, you can be on the lookout for, for from Korea. Okay, so Julie, the first Korean product that really hit it big was the BB cream. All right. 
Are yes. you familiar? Now everyone has a BB cream, but originally that came from Korea. I didn't know that. Later. Yeah. And it was a major hit. And so then the American beauty companies started to produce their own. So now over the last couple of years, all things Korean have been very appealing even to non-Asian women. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so people at various companies like Sephora or beauty magazines are starting to hire like Koreans to like suss out the next big products. And they said the difference between the American approach The American approach is kind of simple, better, faster, right? We like two or three steps. We're good with Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cindy Kim, the founder of Peach and Lily uh, and a number of online retailers, she said the Korean mentality is comprehensive and detailed. All right. All right. So this is this is what they do. I mean, it's like cleaning your hotel room. It's exhaustive. That's what they say. First, you clean, Julie, often with two different two different cleansers. No, yeah. I don't know. I one cleanser. That's two. You need two. An Why? oil base to remove makeup, then a foaming cleanser. All right. Okay. Then you're going to follow that with the toner to balance your pH levels. Oh yeah. All okay. right. And then you go in. I have so. All right. I'm just going to admit it. I have so many bottles of toner. I know. <laughs> I, I know. They I always give it to you I as a pre-sample. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Go ahead, Leanne. Okay. You I want might... that Korean glow? All right. Then you move on to your essences and your serums. Mm. Right now, I have some serums, but I only use one serum at a time. She said, but Korean women use single issue serums. So they often put on as many as five serums before they go to their moisturizer. They have an aging, a radiance, hydration, redness, all these serums they put on one after the other after the other. They massage it into their face. All right. And then next you need the eye cream. Do you regularly use an eye cream? Uh, yes. I use it all over my face. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I, I just, well, you know, I just feel like it's extra. In, it okay. seems very um, enriching. So okay. why just, why just mm. let the eyes have it? Why not the forehead as okay. well? Okay. All right. Eye cream, moisturizer, and then your BB cream. All right. That's just morning and night. You're doing that. And they okay. said, if it's a nighttime thing, then you apply an overnight sleep mask. Which, Ooh. And have then, you done have you done that? Well, I've done this other kind of mask. I'm going to tell you about in a second. And then, Julie, once you have all that on, you have your serums, your eye cream, your moisturizer, your BB cream, your sleep mask. Then you seal it with a mist. Okay. And this is what I love. The Korean term for the desired plump and sticky feeling after your skincare application is this. It's a special word that they've coined, chalk chalk. <laughs> That's what that's what we're trying to attain. We're trying to attain chalk 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 chalkness. So uh, so here's what's on the here's what's on the um, on the horizon. If you're looking for the next big Korean thing, okay, okay, I am. It's these individual use paper masks. Okay, this is why I got excited because Susan Susan has been bringing me these masks for five years. (laughs) Okay, really? Yeah, I've been. Yeah, they they cost like a dollar in Korean grocery stores. And so it'll be hydrating, it'll be radiance, and you just wet them and you stick the paper to your face. It's like taking a paper towel and just sticking it to your face. And, <laughs> and how long do you have to stay in that Like 30 space? minutes. So you have oh, little okay. eye holes, you got your mask. So it's just, it just, it's like. You know how they what love their masks. What time of day do you do this, Leanne? What time of day do you have this, this You know, sometimes it's whenever. I don't have a regime, so it's whenever I'm like sitting around. Maybe I've come out of the shower and I'm going to work a little bit. I'll just put my mask on. <laughs> so they said. So uh, they're just, I, I find them fantastic. I love them. So now I'm going to rush out and get more because this is the next big product. And then they also said uh, they're looking at other things um, like uh, they <laughs> an alpha hydroxy-based foot masks. So you can also put masks on your feet too. I just wear shoes and socks. I find that that's the best way. So anyway, I just thought I had to put a link to this article in case you want to get any of the college, uh, the brands, because, uh, I think but they're not excellent. available. They're only available right now. I mean, we're not going to find these at Target. Sephora. You can find, no, no, you find them at Target now. You, oh, I mean, okay. well, Target's where we are because we have a large Korean population. So, uh-huh. um, but Sephora also sells them. Oh, but okay. if you you know live near a Korean grocery store, or Korean uh, pharmacy, those are fantastic. You just you can't believe the aisles and aisles of stuff. It's, sometimes Susan brings me things I don't. It's all in Korean, and I she'll just tell me what to do. I do that. Yeah, well, your skin does have a nice glow about it. There's a glow. It's chalk chalk. So, chalk chalk. It's ch- 
<laughs> Remember the other day when we mentioned like no one over the age of 30 has oily skin? Well, apparently right. a lot of people in the satellite sisterhood do. I'm, there are many I'm, oily. So I, so we, we stand corrected. It's just, okay. just the, we're just drawing up, but not everyone, Julie. Not we're everyone. a learning organization, Leanne. So, I mean, we're just going to move on from this. We are a learning organization. <laughs> All right, we're, what are we doing next? Okay. Well, this, this is really a newsflash, but I, I'm telling you, Pottery Barn has lost its mind. It's okay. lost its mind, Leanne. Okay. Now, I understand it's a store and it doesn't really have a mind, but I, I received the first of what will be a zillion Christmas catalogs. Oh, yeah. From, from Pat, Pottery, Pottery Barn. Yep. And uh, you know how this, uh, you know how we were talking uh, the other week about fashion trends, uh, the faux fur vest? Yes. And that I told you. Yes. Just stay away I'm from getting it. one. I'm and, getting and one. And people have just been, people on our Facebook page, they have been spotting those uh, faux yeah. fur vests. They're all over the world. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Okay. All right. So. I turn to what page is this? I can't even see the. Uh, I ripped this out. <laughs> put, okay, your, but it's... Put, put your stupid glasses back on. Okay. <laughs> They're not stupid. They're stylish. Okay. 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 But it's in the it's in the housewares um, section of the Pottery Barn catalog, and this is for the holidays, for either Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you want. It is the fur placemat. Faux fur placemat. $28. Ew. Ew. That's what I, I mean, what, you have got to see this. It's a fur placemat. Who, uh, that's, that's see like I mean? eating on someone's beard or something. <laughs> it's, it's a, Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling, you're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate free, and wild caught seafood. No antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. Skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay. You know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. 
youthfulness, yeah. a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Undarius seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. I know. It's a fur placement. Okay, so what is that? Is that like supposed to be reminiscent of Outlander or something? I don't know. Game of Thrones? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Okay, but... Do you want to eat off of a faux? So, so the vest, if you buy one, Leanne, I want you to get a pair Double, of scissors. Doubles as a tablecloth. Cut it up. That is. You can make a nice runner out of it. But no, these are placemats. They're $28 a piece. Okay. Those are, and you just, uh, and then you get like the, you know, the deer, the woodsy kind of, you know, uh, scene plate uh, for it and a nice little antler uh, napkin ring. Okay. <laughs> okay. I bet uh, it makes a very charming tablescape, but the practicality of a fur place mat. I think it's, it's just so like, it's disgusting. I don't want to eat off of it. fur. Yeah. Yes. Cause it reminds you really what you're eating and that, right. so that's Good. wrong. You Good know? point. Good point. Feather. Julie. How about a feather placemat? You want that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chicken All feather right. placemat. Okay. okay. So that's the first item where I was like, they have lost their mind. Now, yeah. the second item, okay, is for uh, your home bar, okay, you know, which I, mm-hmm. which uh, I, wherever it is in your home, you know, which you set it up for the holiday. Right. And I thought this was, a, I, I was like, I had to read the page several times, but you can, <laughs> but now you can buy these giant like oak barrels, okay, with a spigot, and you're supposed to buy multiple ones, like three, four to hang up on your wall and then you can have like you can and they ha- they they're for your home so they're barrels and spigots for your home or spigots not spigots <laughs> <laughs> let me say that correctly what? so you know you know like if you went to a pub in uh like England uh, yes. 100 years ago yes. okay or if you end up in like some french wine cellar you might see a big you know, a cask, an oak barrel uh, up on the wall with a spigot. Uh, And these have a glass insert in the barrel. And so you could fill it up with like Hawaiian punch in one. You could put red wine in the other. You could put lemonade in the third. And you're supposed to like put these in your house. (laughs) Okay. So you're, you're not buying it. I take it. I am not buying it. Pottery Barn, you have lost your mind. (laughs) Okay, fur, faux fur placemats and barrels with spigots for your home. Come on. <laughs> that is like, that is, what was, it's like the leather sombrero, you know, from Seinfeld, right? It's just, these are things that should not exist in the world. They need them. So don't buy these, okay? They're, I, I certainly don't buy them at full price. They are going to be on sale. They are going to be in the in the discount aisle after the holidays. Okay. What do you, would you want a big? I mean, I, I just you. I want well, you look at go look online. Everybody, that's your assignment for this week at Satellite Sisters. Go to look at Pottery Barn online. I want you to check out the faux fur placemats and the oak barrels with the spigots that you're going to fill with cranberry juice I with don't Hawaiian punch. If you're Julie, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it was just, I don't know. what I mean. I, I, I just don't. I mean, it's not. Yeah, that's it, Lynn. Lost its mind. That's my full report. I have 
All right, Julie. Well, I, you know, we're counting down the days until Downton Abbey comes back because we're yes. looking forward to bringing back Downton Gabby, our, our weekly update on Downton Abbey. And, uh, you know, we've been looking around for other shows. Nothing has struck us. We had Outlander. That was hugely successful. We have yes, many, many Outlander fans. Just find the wedding the sh- episode. Land. Yeah. Well, the wedding episode think- was our one of our single most listened to podcasts uh, of the last five years, actually. So, um, so, but we're holding off for Downton Abbey. We're excited. But I was also excited to see this news that, um, you know, that Downton Abbey and Sherlock, that combination of those two shows have really like put PBS back on the map again. Okay. Let's face it. It had become kind of a moribund brand and now they have sponsors that they don't know what to do with. And they're actually adding 20 additional hours of masterpiece program over 2015, including, uh, the television version of Hillary Mantle's book, Wolf Hall. Oh, did you read that book? I did read that book, Leanne. I think that would, that would be worth, worth uh, viewing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hated the book, but I'm looking forward to, (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally looking forward to the TV series. Like I found the book very tedious, but I'm super excited uh, at the excellent cast that will be bringing Wolf Hall and bring up the bodies as a six part series. That sounds fantastic. There's also going to be something called Grant Land, which a grant, I'm sorry. Grant Chester. They're always, it's always Chester, isn't it? The British Uh people with their Chesters. Okay. But here's what really made me laugh. And the reason why is that because the Viking cruise line, that has been a hugely successful sponsorship for them. Like, and I know we've joked about it in Downton Gabby, but haven't you, don't you look at those sponsorship things and go, I want to go on one of those. Yes. It looks like a very nice cruise. Have you done what I've done and gone and signed up at the website and now get mailings? I get like a Viking cruise mailing every month. My husband's like, why do we get these? And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why we get them. (laughs) They said... The Viking cruise people were like more than happy to sponsor more masterpiece because they said absolutely the masterpiece audience is our audience and they've seen a huge uptick in web traffic and the crossover is unbelievable. So just shout out to Viking cruise. I think we may have some crossover with the Viking cruise audience. So I think we've seen it all come together. Viking cruise. I mean, I haven't been on one of your river cruises, but I'm, I'm enjoying your catalogs that you send me every month. I just wanted you to know that. All right. And then we had some people say, oh, Lee and Julie, you should watch um, Death Comes to Pemberley on Masterpiece Mystery. And this was a modern take on um, Pride and Prejudice. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it's picking up the story of Elizabeth and Fitzwilliam Darcy, you know, six years after the end. And um, I, again, did not read the book. (laughs) I didn't read the book. Um, I I own the book, but have not read it. You know, I have to say, as a writer, I feel like that's kind of cheating. I don't, you know... (laughs) That they haven't come up with an original story that they say I do. I just, I'm suspicious of that. You know, I work so hard at like creating original characters and coming up with an original plot. And, and then you think, oh, I just could have used Elizabeth and Fitzwilliam Darcy, two of the most popular characters of modern fiction. Why didn't I think of that? But, um, I hope your next book is about outlander land. I think that I know I don't like legally, I guess it's been dead. It's public domain. I don't really know all the legal issues. I was like, you know, what's to stop people from stuff? I guess copyright uh, is what stops people. But I don't know. It seemed like kind of cheating. But we we have the Masterpiece Mystery on the DVR. My husband's taking a liking to Inspector Lewis. So the next thing I know, this death come to death comes to Pemberley is on. And it's got a great cast. Many, mm-hmm. many familiar British faces. It's just, Julie, I just don't understand it. It's just... <laughs> What? It's like all wrong. It's just, there's Elizabeth Bennett, but it's not Elizabeth Bennett. And who, who is that actress? What is that casting? And like, they're making up stuff from the past. They're, they go, there's a death at Pemberley, but they go back into the character's backstory. Well, we don't, don't rewrite Jane Austen. We don't want to know what they were thinking. I just, I don't understand any of it. I, I'm resenting it. Oh, well, that's Resentful. an original review. Most people don't <laughs> resent the shows that they watch. Yeah, just so. Okay. I, I don't think you should watch any more. I can't, but I can't. It's to be upsetting you. It is. I had to turn it off. I was halfway through the second. I'm like, stop it. Just stop it. You okay. need a cruise, Liam. I, I can tell. I need a cruise. I'm not, I'm not going to hold this against the Viking cruise line, by the way. Or, okay. or Ralph Lauren. 
I mean, it's not okay. your it's not your fault that they couldn't come up with their own characters. <laughs> That's all. I just don't get it. So I'm sure it's a high quality production, but it's mm-hmm. not for me. It's not for me, Julie. Okay. All right. Um, whew, what do we got go? What do you got going on this week? Jill? I thought you, you were going to also mention one other entertainment story. You're not mentioning it, the New York Times story. Oh, the New York. Oh, this is again. I, I hate to end on a bitter note, but the New York Times ran. Go ahead, like, Lynn. Go ahead. <laughs> The New York Times ran like a 2,500 word piece on Olivia Pope and uh, Alicia Florrick, characters from Scandal and the Good Wife, drinking red wine and what that means. And like they broke down, Eric Asimov, the TV critic, like broke down the drinking of the red wine. I I, I didn't understand it, Julie. I don't, (laughs) seems. You think it's, you think that it's too trivial? It seems like they're just kind of grabbing headlines and they want people to fast forward it. I don't know. They certainly, they drink all kinds of things on The Good Wife. I don't watch Scandal, but... <laughs> Scandal, all she drinks is red wine. Okay, well... She and doesn't eat. She just popcorn and red wine. That's that's, that's it. These women never eat. I mean, I'm yeah. more concerned about that, really. Not what they're drinking, the, their lack of food intake. So right. where's the article on that? It's a good point, Julie. They need a home, home barrel with a spigot. Lane. They do. They do. Maybe if they had fur placemats, they would eat more. They would eat more meat. <laughs> oh, uh, what do you got going on? What do you got going well, on? Well, you know, week? I joined that uh, International Women of Courage Committee. So we yes. have a big executive board meeting uh, this weekend. It happens <gasps> to be in Los Angeles. So I'm going because it's close. And uh, so uh, there's a there's a Friday night cocktail party that involves, quote, people from embassies. Looking forward to that. So okay. my first real, you know, embassy uh, foray. Okay. And then um, the next morning, I'm, I'm the keynote speaker. <laughs> so I, and I had to tell them, you know, I don't really know anything about like human trafficking. So, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not a human rights so- expert. I'm just supposed to, you know, rally, rally the troops. Uh, so, you know, words of encouragement. So. Okay. Well, uh, you're good that you're enthusiastic, Leanne. I'm yes. sure you will do a great job. Yes. I okay. think I titled my speech, uh, Creating a Global Satellite Sisterhood. So oh, uh, we'll okay. see how that goes. Maybe okay. I could get Viking River Cruises to sponsor it. You got to work that angle. Now, I just uh, here's one tip for you yeah. with these embassy people. Having gone to a number of embassy oh. parties when I lived abroad, uh, you know, I lived both in, in Russia and in Thailand. Those embassy people go to embassy parties every single night. So if you want something to eat at that party, land, you got to make your move early. Because okay. there will be nothing left. Okay, whatever appetizers there are, they will de- they will decimate them. Okay, they are experts at holding plates and glasses, multiple plates, multiple glasses. So you got to get there in get there in, in there early. Uh, get your food, uh, or there will be nothing left. Okay. Okay, that is <laughs> a good just, tip, Julie. Thank you. It is. It is. Well, I just don't want you to be hungry because no. uh, you know that could. Okay, because I have to give the keynote speech the next day. I don't want to be up all night because I'm starving. So, yeah. uh, and then we're having a board meeting. And so uh, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. It's a new group of people. So I'm looking forward to the whole thing. And then I'm also working um, on my book. So I wanted to, you know, take advantage. At November is also National Novel Writing Month, something that, again, we've talked to everyone on Satellite Sisters. But many years ago, we talked to the founder of National Novel Writing Month, the guy mm-hmm. that kind of cooked up the idea like, yeah, if you write essentially 2,000 words a day, you can write a 50, you know, 50,000, 1,600 words a day, you can write a 50,000 word novel in a month, you know, just bang out a first draft. So I, I'm a little more deeply into my book, but I'm just trying to get it to finish up my first draft. Use the herd momentum of, as they say, NaNoWriMo. So, uh, so I'm writing every day. So that's good. Nano, why, 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 why? Nano Rimo National Novel Writing Month. Okay. So okay. Nano Rimo, that's the hashtag. If you see okay. that on Twitter. So there you All go. Right. That's well, that sounds like a very busy week. One final burning question, Leanne. I know everybody wants to know. Yeah. Were you and your husband able to cook up Halloween costumes? Did oh, you, yes, we did. Did you go to this? Well, well yes. What, what did you do? I the- went as, I essentially went as Helen of Pasadena. <laughs> Because you know what? Damn it. I created that character. Yes, you And did. I can. That's my character. Yes. I can dress up like her. So I went as like a typical Pasadena mom, sort of a parody of a Pasadena mom. So I okay. had on a tennis skirt and, you know, I had a clipboard because I'm a committee member. But I also had on like pearls and a Chanel scarf and a down, you know, Land's End down vest and uh, a headband. So it was fun. And okay. then Barrick surprised me as um, he... he 
He was Jurgen Klinsmann, the coach of the U.S. men's national team. <laughs> okay. So Good he, you. you know, we have all the U.S. men's national team gear, but he actually sort of looks like Jurgen Klinsmann. And Klinsmann just wears like, you know, jeans. And mm-hmm. so Barrick put it on and then he printed up himself a credential and he really looked like Jurgen Klinsmann. So it was. <laughs> well, good for you too. Yeah. That's so, good, Land. Phew. All but right. people had very good costumes at this party. I have to say, they went all out. There was one woman, it's just very clean and simple. She had on a black dress and a name tag that just said Renee Zellweger. And it was, <laughs> it was just very funny. Oh, okay. That's funny. It was very that's funny. Right. It was it was very funny, but people really went all out. Like the bra, the host and hostess were Carrie and her boyfriend with the blood and the bloody thing, and everybody had really good costumes. I have to say. So, okay, Liam. Well, yeah. on to on to the next holiday. Now we're into Thanksgiving. So yep. get to work on that. Okay, so. for place mats, I think it's a winner. <laughs> okay, winner. You have a good week now. All right, you too. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs> <laughs>